How's it going? Um, it is going. Turn off on a Thursday night in Lowe's bed. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's official. Like we just need to forever record in your bed. Okay. It's gotta be. It's gotta be the thing now. My bed makes magic. It really does. <laughs> Before we get started on the story that Kay brought to us, which I don't even know what it is, so I'm going to learn as the creepies learn. But I did last night with the kids. We watched Cocaine Bear. Oh. It was dumb, but funny, so it was good, okay, <laughs> if that makes okay. any sense. Yes. Like Napoleon Dynamite type shit? Oh, I like Napoleon Dynamite. Right, no, I do too, but like dumb, but funny. Like, because you know it's based on a true story. There's a whole document of yes, like that it really yes, happened. but they okay. like exaggerated it, right? Like for the movie. Um, yeah, obvious. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But it's like, but it's funny because as soon as it started, it was either Charlotte or Corbin. One of them was like D.B. Cooper vibes. Oh, really? You know, he keeps coming back every once in a while. He does. He keeps um, popping up a lot, actually. But it was kind of like a mix between like a cheesy B-horror movie and like a Sharknado. Okay, I see. I see. You know, I mean, just watching a drugged out bear right you know yeah exactly um and some of the cheesiness in it but uh no i i thought it was interesting um my husband saw the preview and i was like nope no interest but i knew my kids would be like let's do this and they were so that's the magic of having kids you could probably get them to watch like things that your spouse does not want to (laughs) watch so I would say definitely give Cocaine Bear a try. It's on Peacock right now. You're welcome, Peacock. I've been wanting, yeah, I've been wanting to see that. So I think I'm definitely going to watch it. Because I heard on a podcast, I think it was Dax's podcast. Yes, he was talking to Matthew McConaughey. Yes, and he said that him and Kristen watched it and that they thought it was, like, amazing. And it was, yeah, they said it was really funny. Because it's not, like, it it is funny. Right. You can tell it's just like campy funny, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like definitely. Yeah. I know. I don't have any really thing that I watched that would be like of significance to bring up. I'm doing Yellowstone, but I'm like the last person to jump on to that. To jump on that. Yeah. Um, I I have no room to speak because I'm I still haven't finished you season three. Okay. And that's been out for quite a minute now. I don't think I finished this part I don't think I did the part two. I think I did the part one. Is there two parts? Yeah, there's season three or whatever it's on. Yeah. Part one, and then oh. they released the second part. Like I didn't know that. So. Well, I'm still on part one, so I'm right it there. It wasn't that great. I'm they, right there with you. They yeah. could have did better. They could have did better. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say, like, so far, least favorite season. Because it's just different. Because he's trying to figure out who this person is, and I'm like... I don't know. I'm not super about it. They made him more the victim. Yeah, I think that's why it's taking me longer to, like, get through it because I'm just not as interested and invested in finishing it. But, yeah, there's a few shows I want to start watching. I have such a long freaking list. (laughs) Um, Oh, yes, we shout out to Dax, Matthew McConaughey episode. (laughs) There's always an episode of his to talk about. Oh, yeah. I've been catching up. I just listened to Jake Gyllenhaal 
and I'm like halfway through one of the newer anonymous ones, so I'm catching back up with the decks. Did you watch? I know we're getting off topic, but we'll start the show in just a minute. I promise, people. Um, did you listen to the cremation cremation one? No. I okay, so I'm not going to talk about it then right now. I saw that title, though, and I was like, ooh, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> there was definitely some laughing out loud moments. Oh, okay. I'm definitely excited for that one, then. Oh. <laughs> now, on with her story. On with the story. Okay. So, death by house fire? Or was there more to the story? Ooh, is it already fishy, 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 fishy? Right? That's exactly... You're saying fishy, 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 fishy came to my mind when I was uh, when I was researching this. So this story it centers around two friends, Lula Young and Linda Liebman, or Liedum. Now Lula was a 47 year old, and she lived in a small town. She was known by everybody. You know, she was just one of those people that was very well liked and very well known by everybody around her. Everybody that knew Miss Young thought that she was a good person. Um, and this was a quote from William Bain, um, who was a former reporter. He says, people were really sad that she had died. She was a good neighbor and she was literally gone. Now, Lula was found between the foot of her bed and the wall unconscious. Um, after she was pulled out by firefighters with first and second degree burns on both her chest and her stomach, she ultimately died of smoke inhalation right at the scene. Now, after marrying her high school sweetheart, Lula became very close with her neighbor, Linda Leadham. Um, now, Linda had moved next door to Lula in 1978, and she also had two kids about the same age as Lula's children. So, you know, you live next door to somebody, you have kids the same age, you naturally would become close, at least in some respect, but they became really good friends. Um, like, pretty much besties. Uh, someone was quoted saying that Linda and Lula or two people, if you've seen one of them, you've seen both of them. Which, kind of a funny way to put it, but I think they just mean like they were attached at the hip, like they were inseparable. And probably easy to do when you like live next door to the person also. So, yeah, Lula's son even agreed that they were both inseparable, um, especially after Lula had gotten divorced from her husband of 15 years, you know, that really brought them close together. Um, Linda was somebody mom confided in, which her son Mike Young had said. After her divorce, Lula began working as a licensed pra practical nurse. Uh, then she started volunteering with the Horn Lake Fire Department as a bookkeeper before eventually getting her emergency medical technician's license. But, um, unfortunately, she then was diagnosed with breast cancer in the late 1980s. Linda helped out a lot during 
Lula's chemotherapy treatments, you know, she bought groceries for her, she was helping her around the house with, like, cleaning and just different, different things that would not be easy for Lula to do, you know, while she's going through all these cancer treatments. Nobody had looked after her the way that her friend Linda had, um, which Bane had said. After six long years, Lula and her family got the very exciting news that she was now cancer-free, which is so, you know, I mean, that's the best news ever that a family can receive after six years going through treatment, you know, and I'm sure just stress and sadness and worry and not feeling good. So she probably felt like just amazing and excited to like start Get life Get her life normally. back. Yeah, exactly. But sadly, shortly after she got the news that she was cancer-free, Lula had died in her home. Now, an autopsy report showed that Lula's cause of death was carbon monoxide poisoning, um, a.k.a. just like a lot of smoke inhalation. And, you know, they ruled it as an accidental death because... The house caught on fire, she breathed in a lot of smoke, you know, it makes sense that she would have passed away. Um, but firefighters were immediately kind of suspicious. They felt like the fire was set deliberately because a heater and propane tank were found very close together inside, which is very unusual. So they kind of were like raising their eyebrows like, that's kind of weird, you know, that's not how it normally is. So, like, did somebody set this up on purpose? Um, now, Leroy Beldso, who was a former Horn Lake fire chief, said the valve had been turned and left cracked. And that means your gas is coming out. So, that put a key indicator light right there that something strange was going on. In the and neighborhood? So in the neighborhood. <laughs> I wonder who they're going to call. I know. <laughs> now, sleeping pills were also found in Lula's blood. And some people kind of questioned also if the fire was some form of suicide. I feel like that's kind of extreme to, like, set your house on fire to commit suicide. I get the sleeping pills aspect, but then why the fire on top of that? Um... You know, one has to wonder, did Lula take these herself and then actually set the fire herself? Or did someone give them to her? Um, which, that that was said by Chris Sheely, who was the district attorney, criminal investigator at the time. But, you know, her son insisted that Lula would never commit suicide. He said she wasn't depressed at all. This was a lady that was looking forward to life the next day. Especially, I'm sure, after getting the news that you're cancer-free. Like, it would be very odd for her to, you know, go through chemo for six years, get the green light that you're good, and then commit suicide. It just doesn't really make much sense. As police looked for answers, within two weeks of Lula's death, they kind of got a little bit of a break. A woman named Brenda Driver came forward to share that she sold a new insurance policy just four months earlier 
that Lula died to a woman that she believed was Lula. But after Lula's death, she saw the same woman alive and well in Walmart. So basically, she met this woman who said, hey, I'm Lula Young, I'd like to buy some life insurance from you. And then she sees that Lula Young died in a fire, but yet, that's not the Lula Young that she sold the life insurance to, if uh, if you're catching my drift. Spishy, spishy, spishy. <laughs> spishy, spishy. So, the woman who bought the policy as Lula Young turned out to be no other than her BFF bestie, Linda Leadham. Um, and the new policy was worth $700,000, named no other than... Linda as its beneficiary, according to police. The policies were so large that they required a physical, and police discovered Linda posed as Lula in the physical to get the policies. Oh my gosh. Shady bitch, man. Shady bitch. So, Linda told police that she was Lula's best friend, and she said she was home with her family at the time of the fire, when questioned, she said that Lula was in on the insurance policy. You know, Linda says that Lula had asked her to do this and asked her to take the medical exams because she had cancer and she knew that she could not complete those exams and obtain those policies for that value. The intention was to defraud the insurance company about the cancer and for Linda to take care of her and Lula's kids with that money. So Linda's kind of painting the picture like, no, Lula wanted this. Like, she wanted me to set it up so that I could, like, take care of her family and all this stuff. But police said Linda received $275,000 from one of the policies before payments stopped during the investigation into insurance fraud. Linda used the money to purchase several rental homes, according to police. Um, so she was trying to start her own little business up with that life insurance money. You know what this story reminds me of? What about Pam? Yes! Yep. Like, so much of this. Right? Isn't it very similar? That's what I thought, too. Except she was stabbed in the neck yep. instead of the fire. Because when you started reading it, I'm like... Is she sure this is not Pam? I know. When I And then you did the life insurance and then the mm-hmm. money and then she wants her kids. Yep. It's really creepy. Isn't it very similar? Okay. S- super similar. I'm just gonna make sure that you're not meaning to say Pam, but Nope. Okay. Linda. Linda and Pam go hand in hand, man. They're cut from the same cloth. Um But yeah, I thought that same thing too when I was researching it. I'm like, this is reminds me of what about Pam? Like so much. The thing, the thing. The of- thing. Yeah, the thing about Pam, my bad. <laughs> it's what about Bob, the I know. thing about Pam. You're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so Lula's son, Mike, he says, I never saw any of that money. I never knew anything about the payouts or the reasoning behind it. So the investigation into what happened to Lula Young, it continued for two years before police got another break in January of 1997. 
and a friend of Lula and Linda's came forward. Somebody always comes forward eventually, you know? Sometimes it takes years, but somebody, somebody who comes out of the woodworks. He confided that Linda had actually approached him on two different occasions, asking him to basically kill Lula as a mercy killing. So she had cancer, she was dying, um, he was friends with several police officers, so she asked him about how to burn a house down without getting caught. Bitch, gotta be sneakier than that. Man, she must have been taking some notes from Dahlia. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not that I'm just, you know, dropping last season names or anything. Right, like if you don't know what we're talking about, there's like, I mean, just so you guys know, there's like an episode that you can just listen to. <laughs> So police asked the informant to wear a wire and try to get a confession out of Linda, uh, but sadly it didn't work. Two weeks later, another informant approached police. David Vincent, he was in jail and trying to get a deal by talking to police. He revealed information that he'd learned from a landscaper named Charles Wayne Dunn. No relation to me. <laughs> I know. I heard the gas. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't believe there's any relation to me. Um, they had been working together, and Dunn had confided in him one day that he had did something that he regretted. Charles Wayne Dunn told David Vincent that he had killed Lula Young and that Linda Leadham had paid him to do it. Vincent said that Dunn had also information police never made public. So Charles Dunn told David Vincent that he had to make it look like an accident uh, because if she died from cancer, the policies may not pay. So they were kind of trying to make it look like an accident so that they could for sure get the money. Um, when he was telling the story, what was running through my head was we got her i mean this is the break we had look, been looking for which investigator Sheely had said so police put a wire on vincent in a second sting operation to try to get a confession from dunn but sadly that one also did not pan out the wiring situation really wasn't working out for them at this point um so police decided to talk to dunn themselves and he confessed to setting the fire he told officers Linda promised him $5,000 to kill Lula as a mercy killing because of her cancer. In a third sting operation, Dunn tried to get a confession out of Linda, but once again, that one didn't work either. When police questioned Dunn again, he shared more information not known to the public, admitting that he visited Lula's house and he brought a propane tank with the story that Linda wanted, you know, Lula to keep it for her. So he basically went there and told Lula, like, oh, Linda just wants me to store this here. Like, who fucking, that makes no sense, though. Like, who stores, like, what if a random man came to your door and was like, Crystal really wants to store this propane tank here. And, like, Crystal can store it in her own patio. <laughs> right? 
Makes no sense. So Dunn said that he had given Lula medicine to make her fall asleep so that she wouldn't suffer during the fire. He waited on her to go to sleep before he set the fire, and he told it in a way that you got the feeling that he was telling you the truth. Which I kind of believe, you know, if she told him that she was dying of cancer and it was a mercy killing and then he gave her sleeping pills, obviously because that was in her system, because he didn't want her to feel pain and then he told the Vincent guy that he felt guilty. I, so I believe that he's probably telling the truth because he probably just feels really guilty and like, I don't know. I'm not saying what he did was right by any means, but, but I agree that he's probably telling them the truth. Now, in a surprise to police, Dunn also confessed that this wasn't the only time that he had set a fire on Linda's orders. Uh, he also had started a fire at a house in South Haven as well. So Linda was just setting everybody's house on fire. Uh, that house belonged to Linda's daughter, and that was two years after the initial fire in Lula's house. They just eventually decided that the best thing to do was set it on fire and then get the insurance money from that as well. So this was her, this was her job, you know? You she know? was just taking everything that belonged to her. I guess so. So during a search of Linda's home, police also found more insurance policy documents with several hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance on a man named Robert Stovall. We found out that she was trying to make arrangements to do him in also, just like Miss Young for insurance purposes, Beldso said. Um, she had already talked to somebody to actually take care of Robert as far as taking him out. So she was like, I'm gonna cut somebody else, uh, cut somebody else up now just to get some more money. So on March 11th of 1997, a grand jury indicted Linda Leadham on several counts of capital murder, conspiracy to commit capital murder, and conspiracy to commit arson, as well as fraud. So she got a whole list of stuff. Um, now Sheely says Linda Leadman has gone from this person that everybody knew and everybody liked to basically a criminal mastermind, which is so crazy when you think about it, because you just like, if you have a person in mind where you're like, a lot of people know this person, a lot of people like this person, and they're like friendly and like well-liked to everybody, but then you find out that they do all this freaking crazy shit on the side, murdering people and collecting insurance money, like that's mind-blowing. I'm sure everybody was like, what, Linda? I'm going to have to really check into you all these times you've been sending me to voicemail lately, figure out what you've really been doing. Hey, if you see any house fires pop up, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. If you burn me, bitch. <laughs> Just don't answer the door if a guy with a propane tank shows up. I, I made a promise online that I would never stab you. You can never burn me. All right, I pinky promise. Pinky promise is serious to okay. me. Okay, okay. I will never burn you. On purpose. <laughs> I can't <laughs> promise... With my klutzy ass. But I mean, let's hope. <laughs> or with your sarcasm. <laughs> or with my sarcasm. <laughs> so, Linda went on trial in August of 1999. 
along with Charles Dunn, who was testifying against her. Linda's defense was that she was doing what Lula wanted, entertaining those policies fraudulently. The plan was for her to be the recipient of the money because the kids couldn't supposedly handle the money. Again, just like freaking Pam. Okay, they can't handle it. There's, I don't know, bank accounts and trust funds. Yeah, there's financial and, advisors. You know, yeah, college of, funds, you know. Lots of options. Um, but yeah, the jury, of course, didn't buy her excuses. Uh, they found her guilty on all counts. And a judge sentenced her to life in prison with no possibility of parole. And then Charles Dunn, he had pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit capital murder, and he was also sentenced to life in prison. Boom. Bam. <laughs> Linda Leadman, Leadum, I keep saying Leadman, was the greediest, most selfish, cold-hearted person that I had ever met, which Mike Young, Lula's son, had said. Linda is exactly where she needs to be. My mom looked at the good in everyone, and my mom tried to help anyone that she could with whatever she could. So, luckily, they got Linda, and they got Charles, and they put them away. But the saddest part about this story for me is just that she went, Lula went through chemo for six years, and then finally beat it and was finally ready to start her life again back fully and then this shitty person just takes it all away from her just for some just for some money there is a special place in hell for her oh yeah got her name right on it he's like come sit down by me i got i got some torturing to do for you (laughs) Oh, she deserves it, man. She deserves it. Yeah, you got to be a special kind of evil to... And especially for someone that's like your best friend that you... Right. That they... Their kids grew up together. Like, they... They they were, like, attached at the hip. How do you do that to somebody? Especially somebody you're so close to. I don't know. How do you turn from, like, besties to, like, I really have hatred i mean i guess maybe you don't have to hate a person but you have to be like psycho yeah just to turn your heart cold and take a life and honestly like you have to be a a big sociopath to do something like that it's insane but it's so crazy how much there's similars in the pam story i know i can't get over that i was thinking the same thing when i was researching it i'm like the only difference is like the i feel so horrible i can't remember the woman's name that pam murdered do you remember it and it's been a while but yeah no i get it but she was stabbed stabbed but she had cancer too didn't she and she got over it or um, she was in remission maybe maybe she was i can't remember but she had two daughters and then they blamed the husband yeah, she framed the Drained husband for that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he, he actually didn't. Story. He go to he went to prison for a while mm-hmm. he went before away. he got out. Yeah, this poor man. It's horrible. Loses his uh, wife and then has to go to prison. Yeah, I remember. Obviously, we didn't cover the story because that was just. I think Keith Morrison did it. Yeah. 
And we're not going to top that for sure. Oh, Keith Morrison is the king. We can't top him. <laughs> but I did go back and listen to one of her episodes for something I can't remember. And it did I remember her laughing about it. Because when I told you, I was like, well, nice Zellweger is in it. And she wears a fat suit. And she's a bitch. <laughs> she's a bitch, yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> Just the way you said it. <laughs> she wears a fat suit and she's a bitch. <laughs> Uh, she, she she killed that right yeah she, she literally it. nailed it right on the head like that was awesome i just love even the commitment with the big gulp drink that oh she carried God. around all day. that was so annoying i, <laughs> I know oh. oh the slurping through the straw i know you know that got me girl you know that got I me i know it got you, you us misophonia people yep. can't take it <laughs> not a good noise for you but yeah that that was the story um of Linda Leadham and Lula Young. Um, and that information I got from Oxygen, Washington Post, and NBC. Now, since this, that was like a little bit of a shorter story, I thought I'd throw in a little fun, less classlesser criminal for this week. All right, hit us with it. Courtesy of the New York Post. <laughs> this one's a little short, but short and sweet, short and funny. So a man wearing... Dumbass sweatshirt arrested after stolen stolen car chase. Stolen. Stolen. Stolen a car. Stolen a car. <laughs> My dumbass. We're tired. It's late. <laughs> yeah, forgive me. So, police in Alabama were left shaking their heads Friday morning after a wild multi-state car chase led them to arrest of an accused car thief <laughs> wearing a quote, dumbass sweatshirt, according to police. (laughs) One of the males was wearing this sweatshirt, the Oxford Police Department posted on Facebook, of the two men taken into custody along with the photo of the prophetic garment. (laughs) Maybe he should have took his own advice this morning, the post equipped. Cops began chasing the stolen white Mazda at around 9.30 in the morning, in Harrelson County, Georgia. The alleged thieves later crossed state lines into Alabama, continuing on U.S. Highway 78 into Oxford, where the Mazda got crashed into a store. And both men were arrested at a local Wendy's, and they faced drug charges and charges of receiving stolen property. But when I tell you this man, so the funny part about this, his sweatshirt, the thing that made him identifiable, I, I can't speak, identifiable to police, his sweatshirt literally said dumbass, like in, in like big letters, <laughs> like across it. I wonder if those are pictures like that that you hang in the office. Oh my gosh. At a police station. You just have to. As like, this is just amazing. Like, you literally have to. You can't to. plan this shit. You can't. Like, hilarious. I I don't know. It was like a really short story, but like I just had to throw it in there because I'm like, this is too funny not to share. Freaking dumbass, literally. <laughs> Whenever I say the word dumbass or hear it, I think of a red saying it from that 70s show. Oh, red, yes. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> Everybody's fave. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a cool story, but... And I'm not going to get down into the details of it because it is just 
the ridiculousness of it, but my celebrity that should be a crime <laughs> that is even in the public eye, like period, period, period. Um, is the Island Boys. Um, I just showed Crystal some of it. And they are these weird tattooed twin brothers with funky hair. And first they say they were twin brothers and they're all touchy-feely on each other. And then they come out and say that it's his boyfriend and they're dating. But then a little while later they're like, no we're not. It was a joke. But then there were witnesses saying they did some like weird stuff for being brothers. So, yeah, I, that is my, it is a crime to be a celebrity because what, what and why and, oh, my God, like, uh, yeah, there are some celebrities out there, like, okay, for example, in the car, um, we, we were talking, in the car on the way here, we were talking about Bad Baby. Yeah, and yes, we were yeah. doing, like, Catch Me Outside. Okay, to me, again, another dumb celebrity that like made money like and became famous in a dumb way and I can't believe it but I mean at least she has a more decent catchphrase and you can understand what she's saying right 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 and she has a really one one of her songs I really love really it's called best I'll play it for you after this it's actually fire I'm not gonna lie I love the song I couldn't name one thing by her (laughs) that's the only one I know but again this is even worse than that. Oh, this is way worse. That's just... This is weird incest stuff. Their, their hair, you, you said their hair is weird. Guys, if you know Angelica, right? This Angelica. Or one of those Nickelodeon shows where the doll had like crazy blonde yellow hair that like went from side to side and straight up. Yeah, Angelica character. Yeah, yes, yes. That's what their hair looks like. And they have tattoos all over their body. Nothing wrong with tattoos, but like... This is just incessive. Yeah, we're just like painting you a picture. Um, And they're like, yeah, they're like twins. They look identical, I think. Um, And yeah, apparently they... I mean, we saw a video of them kissing each other with a girl. and But apparently people see them touching each other. I don't know. It's a little too weird for me. And even if they were joking about dating, that's weird. Why are you joking about that? Yeah. It's not funny. And I mean, I'm tight with my bro. <laughs> right. But we don't even jokingly touch each other like that. Right. Now, maybe it's because we're brother or sister and those are two brothers. But I mean, do you joke around and touch your sister like nope. that? Probably not. Not at all. So, I mean, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, people are close, but. That's a little too close. A little too close for comfort for my life. And I definitely wouldn't share a kiss with like my husband and my brother. No, that's freaking weird. <laughs> if my sister tried to kiss me and my boyfriend, I would punch her in the face. <laughs> I'd be like, you're not kissing my boyfriend. <laughs> so kiss me, not my boyfriend. <laughs> well, don't kiss me either. That's weird. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I'm possessive. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. But yeah, freaking weird. I don't like that. It gives me creepy vibes. So that's my celebrity rant of yeah the week. The only celebrity thing I can think of that kind of like took me by surprise, definitely not, that it doesn't come anywhere close near to your story, is that Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are dating, and what a weird, what a weird mix, what a weird couple. I don't know. I don't know who. 
Timothy. Timothy Maybe I do and just don't know the name. He's an actor. Let me let me pull up a picture of him for you. You know me. And he looks like a Tim Burton character. Elizabeth, they already got. I mean, people think he's hot. I he's not really my kind of okay, cup of tea. Yeah, I don't know him. I mean, maybe I've seen him in something, just don't realize that it's him. But yeah, they but. just seem like a very odd couple, um, especially if you have heard him like speak. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just don't see it. But uh, happy wishes to the couple. <laughs> Hopefully, he's better to you than Travis Scott was. <laughs> but yeah. That's all I got for celebrity tea. I haven't heard much much else lately. Logan's gets all the all the all the celebrity tea uh, on her Snapchat. My Snapchat just tells me, yo. I know you get all the info. I'll just I'll just hear it on podcasts sometimes. That's where I get my only information, or like TikTok if I see something. But yeah. Well, guys, I think that is all we have you today thank you for your time yes and your crime and, and the wine and yes and all of it and it has been a very long day here mm-hmm. so it is time to turn off the light shut down the laptops and go to sleep go night night yes <laughs> so on that note weeds gots to go stay creepy y'all peace out bye